You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining the Worshipology podcast. This is a podcast for worship teams and worship leaders and worshipers of Jesus. It's a conversation practical, biblical, spiritual, all about living and leading worship. And today I've got uh, Kaylee Coates. Now, Kaylee is a youth pastor in Louisiana. She helps lead worship and writes uh, songs with LO Worship. And she just told me they run a coffee shop. We're going to get into all that good stuff. Say what's up, Kaylee. Thank you for having me, Curtis. I'm so excited and honored to be on your podcast. Oh, yeah. It's it's such a joy to have you. Now, we recently met like maybe three weeks ago, right? Yes, in the beautiful state of Virginia at your church. That's right. We had a, a youth one night, and uh, this is something that we do. Uh, we're starting to do it every year, and it's amazing. I mean, I think we had like almost 500 youth in the building, over a hundred kids like gave their life or recommitted to Christ. Kaylee, you crushed it. Thanks. Shared a powerful <laughs> message. You shared, you shared a crazy story. And I wonder if you'll, you'll, you'll share that story about uh, maybe wandering in the wrong house today on the podcast, but that's a Do you travel a lot and just share with different youth groups or talk about what you're up to for those who may not be familiar with you today? So uh, like you said, I am a local youth pastor at my church that I actually grew up in. So it's cool that I like oh, wow. am the youth pastor in the, in the same building that like I was like molded and shaped as a 12 year old. And so Amazing. I have a really big heart for just the teenagers in our community, because when I was a teenager in our community, I was leading Bible studies at my school. I was leading worship at my school before school started. I was like, head wow. of the FCA. Like, I just was like, I want to see God do something amazing here. And I tried to like unify the different youth groups. And so now I am the youth pastor. I'm like, it's cool how God like gave me that heart as a teenager. And so now I am yeah. almost 27, like trying to, you know, empower these young teenagers to do the same things that I was doing and just support them and guide them. It's cool how God works. Wow. And so yeah, sometimes I, I get the opportunity to go and, and preach at different places, and I love it when I do, but I do say, like, there's no place like home when I am yeah. at my own youth group on a Wednesday night. Sometimes I speak yeah. at schools, too. I, I spoke an event yesterday for, like, eighth grade girls and, like, some underprivileged areas and it was really wow. eye-opening, honestly. Talk about the the culture at the church that you serve at in Louisiana. Uh, I've been to Louisiana one time, uh, and it was actually in West Monroe. Uh, and I think we, we share a mutual friend. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. But talk about like the, the culture of worship, the culture of youth at your church, and kind of how that uh, plays a part in everything that you do outside of that. Well, the culture of our church, we have like five values, and it's to know God, love people, live authentically, uh, pursue excellence and dream big. And I love those love values because I feel like they encapsulate everything that uh, they need to. Uh, yeah. And our church is such an amazing church full of just amazing people. Uh, I have the honor to like to be a part of our women's ministry and then the youth ministry. So like I hang out with the teenagers and then I'm like good friends with their moms too, all at the same time, you nice. know, so I'm like, awesome. I'm going to talk to your mom about you. Um, <laughs> but like, honestly, our church is so like authentic and pursuing the Lord yeah. and 
making him known and just genuine people. I think it's, uh, mm. it's not really about a show. It's just like everyday ordinary people who love God and want to worship him. And they also want to evangelize and bring other people into it. And the same wow. goes for our youth. I was telling someone the other day about our youth group. I'm like, these students are just genuinely hungry for God. Like they're just wow. hungry for God. And when you're hungry, God will fill you. And so like, one day, like two weeks ago or something, I was talking about the Bible and how it's a supernatural book. And, you know, it's written over 1600 years. And some people say the Bible's boring, but I say like, you're boring if you think the Bible's boring. Because <laughs> it is awesome. And like, kids are like cheering when I'm just talking about how amazing the Bible is. They're like, yeah. Wow. I'm like, who are these teenagers? What's cool is that, you know, when we think about Generation Z and uh, I'm not sure what, we call like those who are like my kids, my kids are nine and 11, right? They're growing up in this age where it's super digital. There's AI, all these conversations. And, and, you know, I think for some people that might be far removed from the youth culture of today, I mean, every older generation has always typically, I remember when I was a kid, you know, it's like, you look back and you're like, Oh man, like there's people that are going to be naysayers about the yeah. future generations. But I've had so many conversations, Kaylee, especially recently where it's like, Dude, I've never been more hopeful for the future of the yes. church because of the generation that's coming up today. And talk about that a little bit, like especially like when it comes to when you're leading worship in that environment um, or, or, or you're, you're preaching in that environment, how they latch on and the passion of this generation. What does that look like for you? Something I've been saying recently is that we are not the main event. You know, like if wow. you're singing, you are not the main event. If you're preaching, mm. you're still not the main event. Um, you know, Jesus is the main event. And I think when yeah. you have those passionate teenagers or that passionate crowd, it's like takes the pressure off because it is not about me. We are we are pointing to one thing and one thing only, and that's Jesus. And like I pray, I'm like, our church is on this big thing right now. It's like not by might nor nor by power, but by my spirit. And I'm like, when you yeah, realize yeah, yeah. that, you have to lean on God. You're not leaning on your own efforts. Yes, you prepare and you want to be ready. Because you want to do uh, what you're doing to the best of your abilities to serve God. But then there's a point where you have to let go and say, God, it's yours. And wow. you have to move. Because if you don't move, these teenagers aren't going to be saved. If you don't move, the, this congregation isn't going to have a touch from you. And I'd rather wow. them have a touch from you than goosebumps from my voice or what I say. Wow. Like, God, we need you now more than ever. And I think... Uh, that's just a such a special place to be when you realize, especially when we're talking about, like you said, what they're going through as a generation, like they need God. They need a touch from God. They don't need a cool catchphrase that I'm going to say. So something at, even at Live Original, we said even at our conference is that we're just preparing the table, but we're not the meal. The meal is Jesus. Wow. And so everything yeah. we do, whether it's, you know, high-fiving students as they walk in, whether it's being on the coffee team at church, whether it's singing or playing drums or preaching, we're all just preparing the table so that people can taste and see that the Lord is good. He's the meal. Wow, that's so good. I think, you know, when we have so many people listening that maybe don't serve on a worship team or uh, not worship leaders or worship pastors, but, you know, they're serving in the local church and all of those different areas. I think that right there, what you said, really helps us all realize that, A, we're all on the same team. 
and B, we're all here for one reason. Yeah. It's not any of our ministries. It's to minister to the Lord. I, I love, uh, I think it's Deuteronomy 10, 8. And it's like this three-part calling for the Levites that Moses gives him. And he's like, I mean, basically it whittles down to carry the presence, minister to the Lord and bless others in his name. So good. And you can do that on any team, right? Like you can be on the hospitality team. You can be on the prayer team and the worship team. You can be on the first impressions team, whatever you're doing. As long as you're doing those three things, right? You're ministering to the Lord. You're carrying his presence and blessing others in yeah. his name. Um, talk to us a little bit about, so Live Original, uh, LO Worship, LO Conferences, the LO Ministry. Um, what is LO all about? How did it get started? How did you get involved in it? And uh, yeah, just kind of let us into that world a little bit. So Live Original started with um, Sadie Robertson, now Huff. Um, just came out of her heart. It's her ministry, her desire to be a sister and a friend to uh, mm. girls everywhere. And wow. it's cool because the way I got involved, so me and Sadie grew up together um, playing softball uh, and we were good friends. Love we were it. even a play together once. Um, and then she was in private school. I was in public school. So like after we stopped playing softball, like we just kind of went different paths, but like no bad feelings or anything, just like you're 10 and you love playing softball together, but now you're <laughs> on a different team at your school or whatever. And yeah, so uh, I went off to college in Australia for three years, studied there. And then I came, Sweet. I came back and I was serving in the youth ministry. And I was like, I just felt like I was missing something like, like, God, what's, mm. what's going on? Like, I feel like there's another part of maybe my purpose and my calling not that youth isn't enough, but I just feel like I'm missing something. So I'm, I just began to fast and pray. Like, God, wow. what do you want? Like, am I missing something? Am I where I need to be? I just moved back. I'm also in this big transition. You live in another country for three years. You come home. You know, you've changed. Everyone around you changed. Like, life kept moving while you were gone. So I was just in this, like, slump. So our church was doing the 21-day fast, and I just started fasting and praying. And I went out of town and, and I was in Texas, but you know, I was so desperate. I was like, God, I'm going to continue fasting even when I'm out of town. Like I'm not breaking the fast because wow. I'm on a, yeah. on a trip. So I'm in Texas and I'm at the grocery store. That's hard to do in Texas with all that barbecue too. Yes. I mean, yes, exactly. Like the Lord was moving in your life. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I needed Torchy's tacos, but I said, no, um, Woo. So, I'm going there tonight, by the way, what? there's one here in Richmond. No way. Yeah. No, we have one at, note, like yeah. <laughs> two hours away. I love torchies. Um, so good. So I'm at the grocery store picking up stuff for the fast that I could eat. And a lady comes up to me and she just looks at me and she goes, do you write songs? And like, I just felt like, wow, I couldn't even say yes. But the answer was true. I started writing songs in the third grade. But then like, Wow. In college, I thought, okay, maybe I'm more of a preacher. Maybe that's not my thing anymore. So I kind of like let the worship side of me like die. So she wow. looks at me and she says, do you write songs? And I don't even think I answered. And she just says, I see you with a guitar, which is my main instrument, by the way. Wow. And you're leading wow. worship and you're writing songs for this generation. She said to unleash a generation. And Jesus wants you to know that he sees you even when you're at the grocery store and he loves you. And I'm like, wow, what? This is crazy, right? And turns out this lady was like a pastor's wife and she was operating in the prophetic, but like, I didn't know her from Adam. She didn't know me. She, I wow. didn't know her. And so that was during that, that uh, fast. 
Well, fast forward six months, um, Sadie was also living in Nashville and she was about to move home. Well, her sister, who is now my sister-in-law, <laughs> Bella, uh, was coming to our youth group. And this is like in July. That January was the fast. This is July. I'm just faithfully where God's called me in the youth group. Well, the people who mm. had um, been scheduled to lead worship failed. They they had something come up. Then we were like in a pickle. All people know this feeling. Like, who is going to sing? Wow. Oh, yeah. And so I said, I'll do it. So it's like a small group of like 25 students and Bella is there and I'm leading worship and I'm just, you know, okay, put me and coach in and out of season leading. Well, I didn't know <laughs> Bella sent a video to Sadie of me just being faithful where I was. And then Sadie's like, oh my wow. goodness, I need to talk to her because unbeknownst to me in the 21 day fast, she had been praying and fasting about Ella worship and her vision for it. And so she meets up with me and she starts Amazing. telling me about Ella worship and her dream. And then somewhere in the conversation, I start realizing, I think she wants me to be a part of it. And like, I just start like crying. I'm like, I got to tell you about wow. January. And like, I was fasting and praying and God said I was going to do this, but I didn't know how. And she's like, crazy thing enough. I was fasting and praying about this. And so that was in July, 2019. And it's just been evolving yeah. and changing and, you know, sometimes it takes a long time for God to do something quick. And I feel like since 2019, a lot has just been in the brainstorming. A lot has just been, you know, forming. But I feel like in the last two years, things have like really just been taking off through Elo Sister Conference. And we've wow. put out a couple EPs and albums. And so sometimes God takes a long time to do something like quick. And I feel like yeah, things are like quickly happening. So it's been pretty awesome. That's amazing. And like, what is the rhythm of you guys like writing and releasing music? And is it just a lot of conferences? Is there like a, usually like in the summer, that's kind of, I feel like when a lot of people go out and do conferences or maybe in the fall, what does that look like for you as a youth pastor in a local church? Uh, what is that kind of the, the, the balance there? Because there are so many people that I talk to where it's like, you know, we're rooted here in the local church like you are, but then they have ministries um, that kind of take them on the road a little bit. Um, what does that look like, the balance and then the rhythms of what you do with LO versus what you have here in the local church in Louisiana? Well, I just have to say a shout out to my lead pastor because he is so supportive of us, like wow. doing ministry in so many different ways, even if it's not the youth. Yeah. Um, so he's super supportive. And honestly, you know, this as a songwriter, you know, you can write songs anytime, anywhere. Um, and yeah. just, there's only really a couple days out of the calendar year that we're going to mark off to go do it like for 24 hours, 48 hours and just 72 hours, wow. just like, right. And we just did that like last weekend, but, and LO super so flexible cool. too, with our schedules, like, Hey, I really can't write on a Wednesday. That's like a youth day. So we write like on a Thursday, Friday or a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. So that's yeah. really, I'm really grateful to have people who like understand, like we're all in ministry in some capacity and have other responsibilities. And when you say rhythms of like what we're doing, it's hard because like, I feel like we're still in the early stages, but what has been happening yeah. last year, uh, well, for the, we've had three Ello Sister Conference in West Monroe, and they've been amazing. And uh, before the second one, we released an EP. Then we did those songs at the conference. Then we released a live EP. 
And then the same kind of goes for this past year. We released an EP. We tracked some stuff at the conference. And now we just released the, or no, yeah, we just released the live move. So we're going to be posting a link to a lot of the music with LO Worship so you can kind of hear what Kaylee's up to and everything. I wanted to go back to something that you shared in your story because I think it's so key. You know, you're in this season, you kind of had like this Abraham moment where like he puts Isaac on the altar and you did that with maybe worship or, mm-hmm. or your dream to write and then it was just awakened in you. Talk to those people that are listening where maybe they're in that season right mm-hmm. now where you know they feel like it's kind of like that unse- unseen season or that season of just waiting or, mm-hmm. or like what's next. What was it that sustained you in that season and what was it that um, where you kind of knew, all right, this is it. I mean, it felt like that was a pivotal conversation you had with Sadie. W- what was it that sustained you in that season of the not yet? <laughs> I think what sustained me in the season of not yet is that I'm serving Jesus and not serving my dreams. Like, wow, I'm, that's so good. I'm serving Jesus throughout my life, no matter what it looks like. And my relationship with Jesus is the most important thing. And I think when I went off to Bible college and live in another country, I was stripped of a lot of things. Like mm. I had to start over completely. I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. I didn't have anything. I didn't have family there. I was on the other side of the world. So it's just like this. I was stripped of all these things. And I just realized if I have Jesus, I have everything I need. And I remember yeah. telling the Lord, if nobody knows my name, if, I don't have a big platform. If I'm not leading worship or I'm not preaching and the rotation, that's okay with me, God, as long as I have a relationship with you. Because also we've Mm. seen so many people have all those things and fall away from their faith. We've seen them have moral failures. And I was like, God, if that's going to be my story, I don't want it. Put me in a church with 30 people and I will serve faithfully because I don't want those things. I want you and I want to be found faithful. And so I think when you just exalt Jesus above all else and you're content in him, you'll just serve wherever. And then God will put you in the right places because you've just been faithful with little or you've just been faithful to stay where you are. God will find you. If you're David in the field, he will find you when it's time. Just make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So good. I think the thing that has really been evident as you know, many stories have come out over the last couple of years. And, and I feel the same way that you just mentioned, you know, it's like, God, if that's going to be my story, I'm good. You know, like, I think it's this Paul mentality of like, I'm content with much. I'm content with little. I'm content, you know, when when I've got food, it's in all circumstances, learning to be content. And as a creative, that can be really difficult because there are often seasons where is he enough? Like, mm-hmm. is God enough? Like, if you have Jesus and nothing else, is that enough? I mean, yeah. my, my former pastor, Mark Batterson, he would often say, Jesus plus anything equals nothing. Jesus plus nothing is everything. Yes. And I think so many times we're like, Jesus, I want you and I want this, or yeah. and I want the notoriety and I want the dream and I want that. But I think it's so key. And, and were there songs in that season, Kaylee, that maybe came out? Um, you know, cause I mean, we know this as songwriters, like music is therapy and sometimes we can only sing what we want to say. Yeah. What was that like for you as a songwriter in those seasons? Was it, was it a, uh, Hey, I'm just not going to write during this season. I'm just going to be faithful in all these mm-hmm. other things. Or were you writing in that unseen season? Uh, I was not writing really much on paper, but this is what I was doing. Yeah. Like you said, 
carrying the presence and ministering to the Lord, like in my bedroom with my guitar, in my prayer time. It wasn't for anybody else. I was ministering to the Lord. And it's crazy. That's where the song that I wrote and finished with my friend uh, Mark uh, open came from that came from in my bedroom. So good. Ministering to wow. the Lord in a season where I wasn't getting what I wanted. And I said, yeah. Lord, no matter what, my heart is open to you and I'm not holding back anything from you. Anything you want out of mm. me is yours. I am yours. And that's where open this song that has, wow. I feel like touched a lot of lives came out of just me alone. Nobody knew that I was songwriting. Nobody knew that I was leading. It was just me and my prayer time. Wow. That's amazing. Those are the best songs. Mm-hmm. Like when, when it's just authentic out of the overflow of your relationship with God and uh, love Mark. I know we, we share Mark school as a, a mutual friend as yes. well. And uh, man, it's just so cool to see some of the people that you guys are writing with and recording and uh, can't wait to just share some of that and see how that impacts and blesses those who are listening to the podcast too. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to ask you this. Now I sent you some questions and uh, one of the questions I definitely wanted to get to is, uh, just share an awesome story of, of God moving. Uh, it could be in your youth group or in your uh, in the, one of those conferences or even in a songwriting session, maybe that from the events that you've done with, with Sadie and Ello. Um, because here's why. Uh, more and more these days, I'm realizing Revelation 12, we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did. Yep. And then the word of our testimony. Those are the God stories that build faith in all of us. And uh, I think if there's anything we could use today, it's just a boost of faith, a boost of adrenaline uh, with Jesus. Share a story, man. I'd love to hear something where God's done something incredible. So when you ask me this question, one comes to mind, and it is through Ello Sister Conference. And so the first one we ever did uh, was that we hosted it at my church in West Monroe. And then the last two years have been in our civic center. But Sadie really had it on her heart that after she preached on night two about I think it was of the truth setting you free and taking a stand for the truth, not just your truth, that we were going to give wow. ladies an opportunity to be baptized. And oh, so that's awesome. at the front during worship. And so um, we had a tank set up, we had clothes, but we did not expect the amount of women wanting to be baptized. So, you know, like, okay, wow. it's probably maybe 2000 ish people, 1500 in the room, like maybe 30 will stand uh-huh. up. Well, we ended up baptizing 109 girls down the front. Amazing. And we, because it took so long, it took like two hours to baptize all these people. <laughs> so I looked at Sadie because we, we were going to baptize them. And we, I was like, Sadie, we need to put two in at the same time and baptize them opposite directions. And so the double dunk. <laughs> we double dunked people for like two hours. And the worship team was just like, hell, I lost another one. I am free. And so the last. Love it two years at Ello conference, we end with baptisms and like two years ago, over 300, I'm sure I think it was about the same this past, um, September, like over 300 girls getting baptized. Like, Hey, if you're ready to repent and accept Jesus walk down right now, we have everything for you. We have baptism out like clothes. We have towels. And then Ella worship just leads worship. And if you're not, if you're not like getting baptized, um, you're just worshiping, but we have the baptisms on the screen and you can just hear people just cheering throughout the song. Yeah. It's just like, wow, God is moving. And I, that's what I love about 
Live Original and what Sadie's doing is like, it's about people experiencing Jesus and life change. It's not about Sadie. It's not about us. It's not about uh, our name. It's just about Jesus and inviting people to encounter him. That's there's nothing like baptisms and worship yeah. uh, when you're, when you're experiencing that together. I mean, one of the things that we do at destination every month, we have a baptism Sunday and it's, there's just an, an amazing presence in the room. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit's moving. You're seeing lives transformed as you're singing about lives being transformed. Talk to me a little bit on the practical side. Like when, when those moments happen, is there a different intentionality in the song choices? Or is it like, look, we're just going to worship Jesus and let God be God. Or is there like, you know, hey, finding those songs like Hell Lost Another One with yeah. Nav City, you know, uh, I thank God. Is there is there a di different intentionality in the song choices in that? Is there a different posture in leading when baptisms are happening? Well, I have to say a big shout out to Mark Schoolmeasters because he's our MD. And so... The second nice. year uh, was the year he kind of came on board. So he was just like in our ear, like, all right, Kaylee, sing Holy Spirit. Like, because yeah. <laughs> two, we didn't know how long it was going to go. We had a couple songs prepared. But when you're baptizing yeah. over 300 girls, like you're going to wow. be there for a while. And I mean, we had songs like we went through it back to like Delirious. And my heart burns for Let's you. Let's go. <laughs> Which a cool moment. Um, one of the guys uh, from Integrity brought his daughter and she got baptized. And he actually was like back in the room when they recorded that delirious song. And then his daughter got baptized and we were singing it. And it was like really special wow. for him. Like he just brought his daughter to the conference. She ends up getting baptized. And then they're singing a, a really special song for him wow. during her baptism. And then we did like, um, what's that song? Hill song. People are oh, yep, 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 creation. Yeah. Everything is yeah, yeah, yeah. Good grace. Good grace. Yes. Yeah, we did that one. We did praise songs. I think in baptisms, there's room for all. There's, there's room for songs of, you know, at the cross and tears and yeah and then yeah. there's also just room for songs of celebration like the old is gone the new has come they're being buried mm. and they're coming out a new person and so let's I, go and that's the thing with the god and the bible there's just room for it all like wow whatever emotion that you're experiencing it's okay that's really good kaylee there's room for it all i love it Listen, we don't have too much time left, and I got to ask this question. I've been asking every worship leader on the podcast. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now? What has just been on repeat in your prayer life? What's God resonating in your heart in this season? Kind of like a for such a time as this moment. What's mm -hmm. God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit? What God has been speaking to me, it kind of goes back to things that we've talked about already, but yeah. just minister to the Lord. I think so many times we are focused on ministering to people and we forget that we're ministering to God or maybe we're wow. writing songs for people, but then in the end for ourselves so that we can make a name for ourselves so we can hit this number of listens or whatever, but just minister to the Lord, like just go to wow. the secret place and be with him and just minister to his heart. When's the last time you just sat down at the piano? Or the guitar and it's yeah. like, God, I want to minister to you. I want to pour my love on you. 
Like I was actually wow. singing yesterday, just alone at my house. I was singing that song, like oil upon your feet, like wine for mm. you to drink, like water from my heart. I pour, I pour my love on you. Just like wow, going back to some of those old songs and being like, God, I'm pouring yep. my love on you. I, I love you. Like I think sometimes we all want to write a super amazing song, like so will I, that like blows your mind and makes you think, but. I think it's, you know, like, oh, that's so cool. But I think, too, I feel like we're all just trying to be super creative and out creative people. Like, maybe we need to go back to simple, like where we're just ministering to God and it's just raw and real. And there's place for really smart and creative intellectual songs. But like, you can't reinvent the wheel. So just be real to the God. Mm. That's so good. I, I I share that same sentiment of like, I mean, we've been pulling out as the deer, better as one day, yes. day. We've been we've been going to some old school stuff. And what's crazy, Kaylee, and you probably know this too with youth ministry, is like for ninety percent of the people in the room, because we have so many new converts, they it's don't like know. they've never heard. They've never heard they're like, Man, is it what what new record that just came out this year is this on? And it's like, no, this is like I, I grew up, you know, at five, six years old singing this in my dad's church, you know, it's like, these are songs that have a timeless quality to them. And I think even in our songwriting today, I mean, and we know like groups like house fires and United pursuit were so good at this when they were first on the scene and still are where it's just like, man, it might be a verse and a chorus and you just kind of sit and you rest in that. And man, I'm excited uh, for what's to come this year in songwriting. I'm excited for what's to come with LO worship and uh, Kaylee, it's been so much fun just chatting with you. I know people are encouraged. Uh, one last thing you can send us out on, and uh, listen, we're gonna send, we're gonna put links in the show notes, and uh, definitely give everybody a chance to kind of check out what Kaylee's up to these days. But just one last encouragement you have for the listeners today. Hey, God sees you. He loves you, no matter mm. where you are, and when it's yeah. time, He will find you. So let Him find you faithful. Awesome. Loved our time. Thanks for being on the Worshipology Podcast, Kaylee. Thank you for having me, Curtis. So much fun. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.